everyone's favorite uh, series again, I assume, uh, Danganronpa. Uh, I'm here with uh, Sam, uh, Eat Fan number one, Chien. Love him. Uh, Love him. You, you really like, you really, I, I, you were saying earlier that you think um, uh, the, the, the clan uh, that um, we, we were, were um, introduced to in Danganronpa has heat culture, that most Yakuza have heat culture. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think that's cool that you said yeah. that. No, um, also like uh, the Miami Heat leadership, uh, Monokuma um, kills whoever's the weakest link um, <laughs> in the in in the group of sixteen people. So uh, it's also also something that they're doing. So yeah, Max Bruce is the blackened. <laughs> yeah, only Max Bruce will die. Let's give it everything we've got. It's Hassan Whiteside punishment time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the punishment is getting traded to the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, that's that's rough. It's, yeah. <laughs> a fake it's worse one, than it's death. The one, some it's the one punishment most fans said was too over the top. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, Monokuma's. He, I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not inhuman. I mean, he's not Danny Ainge. He's not a monster. I uh, did like. I, I don't know if you saw the. I think it was Colin Sexton video where he was talking about. Um, talking about Salt Lake City. Um, and it was like, he was like, yeah, you know, like I came from Atlanta and uh, yeah, it's like, it's a little different. People say it, but people are weird about it. They say like, oh, it's too morbid or oh, whatever. He's like, but you know what? Like it's calm and I can focus on my game. And then <laughs> I'm a shot of Salt Lake City and I was just like, there's no way this place is real. Like, yeah. Was what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. It's just a big old like giant town hall tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It, it, it really is. Brutal. It really is just brutal. <laughs> I mean, I've never been. I, I, if anyone from Salt Lake is listening and loves it there, I'm so sorry. But uh, I, I've never been, and I, I, I can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine like super enjoying it because all the beer is 3.4 ABV or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, you know where the beer isn't 20. Uh, the 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 2.4 ABP is yeah, uh, on the on the island. The the. <laughs> The island that uh, Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair, takes place on. That's right. It's Jabberwock Island, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they have alcohol here? Uh, I think they, I, I think canonically you can like run into it at some point and like Hajime says that he's like not going to drink any. Like, so like he he's he's like a good boy about it. So Hajime's grown on me, but also I think he's too much of a good boy. Yeah, he is like, um, it, 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 it's funny because like he's like more self-assured than like Maka- like he's less of a like sniveling baby that which like, I like, like, I, Ma- I, was gonna say, like yeah. I like that Hajime's whole deal is like no I totally can like I'm the only one who can solve this and I can do it which I think like Makoto being like I don't know uh, the whole time was, was fine in mm-hmm. in terms of the first game but if it, if it repeated it would be like pretty pretty rough yeah I wouldn't want to see it again well, I think maybe that's a good place to start because I feel like, you know, now we're kind of in the meat of the the game. You're, you know, for, for those who haven't listened to previous episodes, this is Trevor's first time playing through it. Um, I'm an oh, old yeah. hand. I like rewatch the at least the trials, sometimes the chapters before we uh, talk. But um, I'm a 
a huge, huge fan of the games. And I feel like this is chapter two in like most of the games is kind of where like you sort of settle into a rhythm and sort of start figuring out who you like and don't like, like you kind of I really like, I really like everyone at this point, which yeah. I, I think is like part of, part of me understanding how these games work from the first one. Mm-hmm. Or like even Fuyuriko where I'm just like, Oh, this guy seems like a jerk. I'm like, they're going to do something where I'm getting <laughs> like, I know they're going to trick me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Well, and, and I think that that is the name of the game with Danganronpa 2 and why it's like so important to enjoy Danganronpa 2 that you play Danganronpa 1. Like I almost can't think of a game where it's more important that you play the first game to maximize your enjoyment out of the second game because everything is sort of running off of that. I mean, we'll get yeah. to the the trial later on and some of the 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 tropes and the ways that it you know, even harkens back to chapter two of Danganronpa one. And, and, you know, there's a lot of crossover there, but um, I just want to start, I think a segment we should do while we're doing Danganronpa two, um, I I would like a Nagito check from you. How how are we feeling about our beautiful boy, Nagito Komeda? Hold on, let's pause for the Nagito check uh, music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's one of the Super Mario Brothers needle drops. We're gonna need to pay like an insane amount of royalties to put like a Queen song in there. Yeah, like, we, we will rock you or something. <laughs> like, I can't believe we decided to make uh, we built this city on rock and roll. The <laughs> the the drops, it's yeah. I think I think it works. I think yeah, we're we're currently at negative three hundred million dollars on these podcast episodes. <laughs> the overhead for uh, it's gonna it's gonna pay off, but the audience really. Uh, <laughs> really relates to this at this point. Very that's, important. that's how you build a brand. Yeah, very important. And I think Nagito's worth it. I know. I and so that's my that's how I'll start my check-in. I think Nagito is worth it. I think everyone mm-hmm. complaining in the story about how Nagito is weird and um, sinister and a bad guy uh, just doesn't understand how important it is to have someone who will constantly remind you of the themes of the game. Uh, <laughs> I think I think he's extremely cool. I love how his whole deal is he's basically Byakuya from the first game, but um, he's extremely self-aware and hates himself. Yeah. And it's, it rules. It's really great. I, I, I love that he, he's a nega Makoto. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's the other thing too, is he's like, a, he's almost like a, a twisted, like reflection of the protagonist of the first game too, which is like also very funny to have like the, a guy who's essentially uh, like has identical powers, like has the mm-hmm. same talent to, as the guy at the first game, the same like the belief in hope, but everyone fucking hates him. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the other the other interesting thing about it is like it is this it's this um I don't know how to say it like it's it's um within the game you get. It, I mean, partially because of the things they added, like the agreement bullet and and the fact that now there's like the little battles where another student can be like, hey, I disagree with you and you're wrong because of this. Um, like they've added more Kyoko's. Um, like in, in Danganronpa 1, like Byakuya tried to be Kyoko, but like as, as, as you pointed out, like the memes, it'll be like, uh, <laughs> like Byakuya being like, of course, that's, that's the easiest question I've ever heard. Uh, maybe tell, them. tell us, tell us <laughs> what the answer tell is. Them yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but like in, in this, like, um, 
Nagito and um, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Ochiaki. Um, and even to like a certain degree, like in, in this in this one, Peko uh, kind of operate as these you know, pseudo Kyokos to you, and you 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 also are kind of like more immediately um, competent than Makoto. Like Makoto in the yeah. first case is like, well, why would any of my friends want to lie to me? Um, yeah, right. Hachime sort of understands like the, the 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 duality of man from the first section. Um, but I, I, I like that in a game with more complexities, they've they've given you sort of more um, a whispering in your ear and trying to like help you solve the case in, in various sort of like bizarre ways. Yeah, I I think that um, so I, I like maybe we should start. I mean, spoilers as always for everyone. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we, no, we are it, going to be talking about uh murders and stuff um heavy spoilers from here on out the murders yeah. are not don't worry too much unless you really really hate murder uh but like it, it's not gory. yeah if you've never listened to so this this chapter i can tell you because i remember playing this chapter and i remember this being i think you think you called it a roller coaster which i think is perfect and i remember because oh, yeah. i remember this chapter more than any other danganronpa case i've ever played I remember being like, what the fuck is going on? And like being very like, <laughs> like, why is this so complicated? Like, this seems unnecessary. Um, There's and- a moment at the very end of the trial where like, I I noticed the an inconsistency that the, the game was like not really caring about. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, I was doing the math in my head as it was happening. And then one of the characters is like, Hang on, hey everyone, hang up before you vote. Yeah, I I wonder if they care about the same thing I do here. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's and and a lot of that is like on purpose. Like this is one of the more meta trials in the game for like Mm -hmm. a bunch of reasons, and I I think we can probably start with the fact that. they, they literally just drop a, a another video game in this game. It's so good. And, and it's like... It's, it's, it's a it's, PS1 game, basically. Well, and it's also like... So they literally... It's based on... For those of you who don't know this, it's um, uh, Goda, the, the guy who wrote, like, Silver Case, No More Heroes, um, Killer7, um, Goichi Suda. Um, he wrote uh, originally these these Twilight Syndrome games and they like literally just call this Twilight Syndrome. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, I didn't even put that together. That's a, that's I, I didn't even know that he wrote Twilight Syndrome. Yes. Um, so, uh, and and well Masafumi Takata who does the um the soundtrack for um Danganronpa also does the, the soundtrack for all of Suda's games for all the Grasshopper Studios games. So um yeah. There's like a little crossover there, obviously, and I, I think all these guys are friends. So th- there's like a giant spoof on these Japanese exclusive games. So no American audience is going to know what the fuck that like what the joke is here. <laughs> I mean, there's, there, there are some jokes that like I feel like an American audience now um, might get where like at one yeah. point Jackie's like there's even games where like you had to if they go outside to play them, which is really bad for a shut in. And it's like, oh yeah, it's that one. It's that one Kojima game that you had to be in the sun for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or like, you know, the 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 um, 
kind of think like I mean even even though I didn't put together with Twilight Syndrome, it was like it was like, oh yeah, this game looks like Clock Tower to me. Yeah, um, exactly. You, you do know the genre, like, like of like PC game, like um, PlayStation mm-hmm. One, yeah, like adventure game stuff where like the models are kind of realistic, but also not. Like I'm trying to think of what the like. Um, I, I think if like you if you ever played like the original Biohazard, like Resident Evil on PlayStation mm-hmm. One, where there's like oh, live yeah. action. There's, you know, where they would have live action scenes in the middle of them because the <laughs> they would just play and your like PlayStation would sound like it was going to blow up because it was like just <laughs> straining the absolute bounds of what's happening. So this is like there's a convoluted motive in this one um, kind of couched in this um, joke about a, a different game um, and it's basically like a story about a couple of girls getting murdered. I mean, it's not really clear what's going on there. Um, but you know, as people start figuring out the secret of this and then, you know, long story short, uh, Mihiru turns up murdered. Um, you know, yeah, some other stuff really happens. sad for me because I was just getting to know Mihiru. I, I was really, that was cool for me. I, I had gone on a couple of like little, little outings with her. I thought she was kind of interesting. I stopped going on outings with her because I was like, I I didn't love the fact that it was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's like, she wants to say that she enjoys spending time with me, but like she's just too shy. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. that's a little overdone. Uh, and then I felt bad that I didn't do more because I was like, man, this is, uh, I miss I miss her now. Yeah, it's 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 brutal because they like they like lean into the misandra stuff with her. And it's like, you know, um, it's I, just because she's insecure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, see um, how uh, uh, problematic that is. Uh, we'll <laughs> leave to the side. Who, who can say? Who's um, who to say? But I do um, think I mean, I do. I will say, like, I think there's a I don't know. There's an argument. There's an argument to be made that like the um like the the Misandra stuff is is somehow not meant to um is meant to be like a, a thing that she is uh using as a mask and like yeah on some level that's fine because everyone's using something as a mask in this, but like I, I feel like Hajime's reactions to it, especially in the dates, are like <laughs> will be like will be like Geez, are you are you saying I'm ugly and uninteresting? It's like okay, just yeah, calm, it, calm down. Yeah, it's, it's okay. I I, I I think it's the same thing that uh, the way Kaz always writes his characters, where you know he he is stereotyping. You know, everyone is a trope. You know, on the original level, and then he kind of eventually fleshes that out with something else and we, we you know we get to the something else later on in the trial but um yeah this one is um i think what's so brutal about this trial is it's like there's weird stuff going on weird stuff going on uh you know some misdirections um you corner the killer and then there's like still like 40 minutes left in the trial like even after the trial is almost over Absolutely wild. Like yeah. just yeah. I, 
Yeah. And, and then it like gut punches you with like one of the most emotionally brutal executions in, in, in Dango. <laughs> like, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's truly rough. Like the, yeah. I, I feel like the, I don't know, like the way that, I don't know, the way that the, the way that the execution happens in this is just like, if you, if you are, if you are at any point thinking like, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think it's okay for, for this person to get executed because maybe, maybe like, maybe they did a bad thing and like, and we need to, we need to understand that sometimes you can't do those bad things. And it's like, oh, actually like, it's going to make me, you really sad when you see this. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not, yeah, I know, I know that you agree with Chiaki that like, we can't forgive the killer, uh, but bad news, uh, this is going to make you feel awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that that is the, so, so we'll, I mean, we can kind of jump around here. So, so in, in this case, Pecco is, is the killer. Um, yeah. And we see Kaz kind of bring out one of his theses and play it out kind of in a micro level, because what what's going on in this trial is the motive is basically to animate Fuyuhiko because his sister was murdered. Um, and it's something that he doesn't remember. And, and basically what happens with the video game is they're reminding Fuyuhiko that his sister was murdered and then trying to get him to um, take revenge against the people who, you know, murdered his sister. Right. Um, and, you know, might have defended or you know, kind of gone after her. So he, you know, he's animated by revenge, um, you know, and another term for revenge is justice. And then that's kind of the big theme of this. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of the big theme of this trial is, you know, revenge and justice and like what's owed where. And when he confronts Mahiru, which we find out at the end of the trial, their big argument is, Mahiru is because it's it's also implied Fuyuhiko killed someone before coming to the island, which is kind of crazy because they don't usually do that. That he killed Mahiru's friend who killed right. his sister before coming to the island, but he still wants to confront Mahiru for her role in it. And Mahiru's mad at him because you know her argument is, you know that that's not justice. That's just revenge. You know that's not you're not doing this for anyone like a dead person is still a dead person. There's, it doesn't bring anyone back, you know? And and that is, I think that is Kaz's uh, belief structure as played out in Danganronpa, because even though there is justice, it's always grim and it always makes you feel worse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is this, it's this sense of like, I mean, I think like the most important line in this is when, uh, and I, I sort of, it's like when when Chiaki's like, yeah, I can't. We can't forgive. We can never forgive the the person who did the bad thing. Like we can't forgive murder. Like they can still be our friends, but we can't forgive murder, or else we're gonna like we're gonna absolutely. It's gonna be so bad. Like if we if we if we forgive murder, then we've we've lost ourselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. As like as like a reader, you're like, yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but like ultimately, <laughs> that doesn't actually like. It doesn't pan out because you're essentially sort of um, get to the murder and you're just like, well, maybe, maybe there was a misunderstanding. Maybe there was a, maybe people made a bad choice. Maybe 
maybe this, maybe that. It's like on some level, you know, you sort of get like a Romeo and Juliet style, like love, maybe fraternal, maybe like friendship, maybe, you know, whatever thing between Fuyuhiko and uh, Peko um, that, that Peko never picks up on. Um, and it's sad, but it's like, yeah, she also just like absolutely killed somebody cold blood who meant something to someone else. And so everyone just loses, as opposed to there being any sense of, of what like we're sort of equal as justice. Right. Right. And, and I, I think that is, you, you know, we see later on that um, when Pekka was kind of entering the final phase of her plan and kind of going insane on the stand and being a, being a, a little nut, uh, she kind of dons the, the literal mask and also, you know, the figurative mask of, uh, uh, sparkling justice who's like supposed to be like a vigilante who like kills killers. Right. And then right. that's right. the, that's like the idea here that's applicable is, you know, everyone in this chapter is supposedly like killing a killer or thinks they're killing a killer, right? That this is the chain of command, starting with Fuyuhiko's sister to him killing, um, you know, girl E um, to, you know, kind of Mahiru covering up that, you know, there's just like a whole chain of events here that ends with, uh, you know, the tragedy that plays out between like Pecco and Fuhiko yeah. where, yeah. you know, uh, Pecco is at the end of the day trying to protect what's important to her um, by, by lashing out with violence and, and she makes everything worse <laughs> by doing that. You know, you know, yeah, like, and it, it's like, it is an interesting thing to sort of think about like, killing a killer and like i mean both of these games uh, that is to say that grandpa wanted to have this preoccupation of finding a murder that can be satisfying or like a murder that can satisfy the conditions of the the killing game without being somehow unjust and i think Nikita is a perfect version of this like the intensification of it because like the first the first game definitely deals with that i think probably the most interesting way it deals with it is in sakura's case yes um, she kills herself um, but like the, the, you know, like Oyehiko, um, and, and Peko here are, are attempting to, you know, do things at loggerheads, essentially, they, without knowing, but Nagito is like, if you like, if you killed me and then made despair out of it, that hope could clash, then we'd finally be getting somewhere. <laughs> and it's, it's like. But, you know, the as 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 anyone who uh, hates themselves will tell you, um, you know, it, it doesn't actually help people when you tell them how much you suck and and want to die. Like they don't they don't all of a sudden they don't see that as a solution to yeah. their problems. And right. Nikito uh, does not get this. Nikito is is very much interested in providing a solution by putting himself as the sacrificial lamb. Um, well, yeah, in a way, he's almost like Kaz's like self insert a little bit mm. in that like he is, as I'm sure when Kaz was like writing this game, he was thinking about like what's going to crush the audience the worst, yeah, um, and create the greatest despair that I can then, when they bounce back from him, will create the biggest hope. Like right, that's like the whole thing of the the first game is just that's, these, that's the game. Yeah. yeah. It's just these, these giant swings. And like, that is, 
And I'm sure kind of, you know, looking at everything from that angle kind of made him think like, oh, this is such a grubby little like point of view. Like what a what a sicko to like be like looking for this and everyone. And then he probably was just like, well, wouldn't it be funny if there was just a character who just did this? <laughs> and just like said what my like narrative aims were like out loud. <laughs> I really, I really like that. Like fairly sort of writing Junko at the end of the game was like, this is so fun. I wonder what it yeah. would be like if Junko, if this Junko was a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I just made the opposite Junko, like a male Junko who like hates himself. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) So good. Um, I also also interesting in this one the 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 turn that the narrative takes from the initial sort of like tragedy to the world enders. No, I'm sorry, the organization world ender, Um, Mm -hmm. which is very good Kojima agency right there. Yes. One hundred percent, just well named, perfect, perfect. You know exactly what you do. Thank you so much. Um, you you call yourself Dead Cell? Great, I get it. I, I'm I'm perfect. With you. Yeah, um, let's go. I'm sorry, you've never played and uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, so uh, no, I, I I that's the one I'm kind of playing right now, and I did play one, so. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. And Keep I've watched I've watched three, the greatest okay. movie of all time, Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> <laughs> Two, two's the best game of the bunch. Three might be the best movie. But two's yeah. the best game. Uh, yeah. In any case, I've already I, I made someone upset with it the last time I talked about it. So, yes. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Sam, so don't worry. Yeah. Sam's no. Gucci. We, um, we, we 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 had a fist fight off air about it. <laughs> the saddest fist fight in, in the yeah. history of Maine. Yeah, um, and Pennsylvania, <laughs> unbelievably. Yeah, both of our states completely humiliated. Yeah, we, uh, we we got into the Pacific Rim suits um, to, to have a fist fight like over the <laughs> internet. Like we were, it was so both, cool. We yeah, both strapped into contraptions. Yeah, D- being and in so those jacks from uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like I think the. You know, part of the reason this chapter felt like such a roller coaster was because there were so many, um, there were so many like uh, moments where it feels like the chapter is zooming in on something like with World Ender and the Traitor, and then with the game, and then with you know, Oyahiko, uh, and then with obviously Mahiro, who when she dies, it does focus things in. And then even within that, though, there's like, okay, there are two red herrings, there's a misdirection. Um, but what I like about all that, and like why I think it's like a pretty interesting approach, regardless of, of like all this sort of, um, you know, because of, of course, like if you have a lot of back and forth and, and misdirection stuff, you can really bomb too. Um, but I think why it works here is because it, introduces something new and interesting about the game in the same way that the second case did in uh, the first Duncan Rampa, which is that like, you know, misdirection and, um, you know, attempting to kind of like play the game one's own way or, or mess with evidence or find loopholes or something like that can, it can happen and it can work, but it also will usually backfire on the culprit and in this case it's just much more emotional yeah and and i think that you know like we remember in because i i think he's also like very purposefully echoing the second chapter from 
last game because um, oh totally they even you referenced know. genocide Jack and they're like is this yeah. thing again well and 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 that was because that was the thing too it was like genocide Jack was the the killer waiting amongst you and you you know they bring up sparkling justice and the mask is there and then it's like. Pecco is sparkling justice. And you're like, oh, great. Is he really just going to like do the same thing again? But the, sure like, is. this time the, the, <laughs> is the killer. But, you know, it's also a misdirection. You know, that in itself is, is kind of a misdirection for this other burbling plot about, you, you know, the relationship between Pecco and Fuyuhiko, like before they came to the island and just kind of what, you know, the distancing that Fuyuhiko is doing from the group and, you know, that the one person who actually is important to him on the island is Pecco. And the, the tragedy of this case being that Pecco made herself the only one who can't be saved by his choice. You, you yeah, know, like it's pretty it's pretty interesting because, like, it definitely was. I mean, it was absolutely um, telegraphed, right? Like, there, yeah. in that, like, Echo constantly was like, I finally, um, I finally done a, uh, I finally, like, found Fuyuhiko. He was outside, but he won't be coming to breakfast. They're like, where's Pecco? Oh, I was finding uh, Fuyuhiko. And it's like, right. okay, well, I assume it's because of the two loners. But it's, of course, because they know each other. Like, they've known each other right. before they came to the school. Right. And and that's, you know, and I like that because Kaz will do it's pretty rare that I feel like Kaz cheated me with like any of his stuff. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of annoying. Like, like we, we were making fun of David Chase games before we came on here. But like, in heavy, so, yeah. yeah, don't tell them. They'll get so mad. Yeah. And, and like in heavy rain, they like literally like show you a dream sequence that show you like something in the game that like didn't happen. And I was like, Oh, he imagined this. <laughs> and you like, there's no way for you to like pr- project that, that, that like one of the, the characters was a bad guy the whole time, you know, like, like, right, yeah. cause you just, you literally don't have the information. It's pretty rare that Kaz does something like that, where it's like really impossible to like totally figure out what's, you know, going on. Like you usually can get like a little bit of an idea and, yeah. You know, I think what is a little off-putting about Danganronpa 2, or I remember thinking this early on in the game, is I still, the, the fact that the world still seems to have these, like, pretty loose rules, like the fact that, like, Monokuma and Monami can seemingly do magic, um, and, you, you know, there's there's these these rules going on in, in the game that are... Um, a little less well defined and and some of these cases are like just a little bit like weirder you know like this this video game being produced like about like these murders that monokuma can just kind of summon out of air and he has like pictures of the murder scene and all this stuff and right. and you know you're so used to danganronpa one where all of this stuff is like kind of meticulously explained and you know exactly why like the only thing that's not really explained is like how Junko gave everyone amnesia in, in the first one. And Kaz literally writes a whole prequel book about why that is. Oh, <laughs> so I don't think I'll be, I don't care that much as to how she gave him it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Book good. 
It, it's it's yeah. I mean, it, logs. If spoilers for Danganronpa Zero, people, but it's just basically Junko. Uh, it, is it's from the perspective of a girl who's like at the Hope's Peak, like talking to a guy who's like the ultimate brain surgeon or something, and he's like teaching her about amnesia. And the twist is that the the girl is Juko in disguise, and she basically like steals this guy's amnesia technique. That oh he my has. god! So <laughs> like, yeah, That's, such such as such as the 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 trait of the ultimate fashion designer. Yeah, the ultimate. Um, well, she's she's the ultimate analyst, actually. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but she's the ultimate despair. Is that? What's that? She's the ultimate despair. She's course, she's ultimate despair, of course. But they explain that like later on as like it's not a spoiler at all. But they explain that later on as like an aside that that's like her like other talent is that she is like the ultimate analyst and can like just totally understand everything from like uh she, she's a genius basically. You know that's yeah, yeah. that's she's she's Joker, but she's. Like a genius, and that's why she's so bored by everything is because she always knows what's coming. Like she can always analyze things, um, and the only like the only thing that can surprise her and give her despair is the hope that she can't account for in Makoto. <laughs> so right, yeah, yeah, because yeah, she's exactly. ultimate despair, and then that in turn gives her despair. You know, we we, we all played uh, one. <laughs> Everyone here played one. If you didn't, put down your pencils. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think that, I just think that this is like, this one is just such a, this is like one of the most brutal chapters uh, just because uh, th- this one has like one of the biggest tragedies with like a killer yeah. and you know uh, just you know because like Pekka is like actually trying to protect someone which I don't think is uh, we've seen as kind of a motive before <laughs> um, in the games. Yeah, um, and I, I I liked this because there's like there's a number of little things that the game does, particularly in the trial and like the endpoints of the trial where you're realizing sort of who the killer is and why they're doing what they're doing. Where like little things about the scenes will change. Where like in in the one where Pecco is describing, you know, why she did what she did, and saying like I'm a tool of of my of my master. Um, but you know, he goes grinning as as she stands over uh, the hero's body. Um, right. And in the scene where where Fuyu, he goes like, no, like I didn't, I never wanted you to do that. She's like. His, his face is like shocked and he's like why would you do that we don't have a professional relationship here like I told you it was just like normal we were normal here and it's, it's just like it's an interesting way of, of depicting like how scenes change when you know, different people perceive them yeah it's uh it is it is like very funny also uh, something else that's like very funny about this one is um there's like a gratuitous um swimsuit uh, uh, fan service section that ends up being a huge hinge point of the case, which I'm sure Kaz was like patting himself on the back about. <laughs> so just telling telling his illustrator, yeah, you've got to draw Pecco in a bikini and she's got to be wet. Um, yeah, trust me, this will be important later. <laughs> but and, like, I, I just love, I love like how much of a perv they make Kazuichi so that like anyone playing the game who's like remotely turned out by David, it's just like, well, at least I'm not like that guy. 
Yeah, as long as there's a bigger pervert in the room, it's everything's excusable. It, genuinely, though, a, a good gag to have Sonya come in in a wetsuit. I, I did really mm-hmm. enjoy that, uh, that that little bit of. Uh, uh, I was worried. I was worried that she was going to be the killer, though. When they said like, "Oh, they had to be wet," I was like, "Not Sonya." <laughs> yeah, no, that would be brutal. Yeah, Sonya. Oh God. Sonya's so cool. I did. Yeah, I did. I also did some free time with Sonya. Yeah, she's 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 really fun. She's she's one of one of uh, another all star. Again, I think the Danganronpa two cast is uh, Danganronpa three and two casts are just so strong. Like, there's really not much in terms of like weak character, even like. Kyoko is awful, but she's like the way she interacts with everyone else is kind of funny. Like the way her and really Mika interact, like, like it's very funny. <laughs> much like, much like, um, you know, I was saying, like I, I knew Fujihiko would grow on me at some point. Mm-hmm. In the same way, like I assumed she would grow on me. Where, like, okay, yeah, like she's extremely irritating, but also um, there is this like stupid quality to her that I'm just like no this is fun I like I like this yeah Yeah, she's she's uh, she's she's amazing I um so I've got to say like so what do you think about because we're kind of settling into um I I assume you're seeing that you know kind of Chiaki is sort of take become kind of the new Kyoko in some ways in terms of just like you know, kind of being the other one who's like sort of driving the trials. I like Chiaki a lot. Like I, I, I find I find her really fun. Um, and I again, like I said, like I like that she and Nagito are basically driving the trials. Like I, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's cool. In um, like I was I was thinking about uh, the mechanics a lot in this one, and and what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, I don't know yet if I like uh, Danganronpa, Tony Hawk. Um, Danganronpa <laughs> Underground, uh, where, where you're like surfing around. Uh, and the like, logic uh, dive. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily bad, but it's a little bit. I, I'm not sure why they decided that was something that they needed. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, there are, there are mechanics that aren't good, but I think some of the ones that even aren't good, like the sword battle and whatever, like it, it intensifies the sort of layering of, you know, it's not just disagreement, it's also agreement or. Know, redirection or something like that and I, I do think it's pretty interesting that you get um, Chiaki as uh, as the new Kyoko but also Nagito as like the new Nega Nego, uh, Kyoko um, it's, right. it's, it's cool, it's, it's neat also uh, we, we neglected to mention that at the beginning of the chapter Nagito is tied up by um, uh, <laughs> Paz and um, uh, Nekamaru um who, who, you know, correctly want him to be out of commission, and then Monami lets him go to help with the um, investigation. Well, and it's a good thing she does because, like, oh yeah, he's, he's actually like the most competent investigator. But just the problem is, is that he always kind of tries to like hide everything from everyone too. <laughs> like, like he's, he's rough. It's it's funny that he'll just like go into like he'll he'll be like yeah I went into your room and found this and they're like you went in my room <laughs> like, like I love I love you went in the room and like measured everyone's feet yeah he's yeah. like I couldn't have gotten in unless you distracted them and they wouldn't want to go back to their room for a bit and, uh, so, Hajime is just like you sound like you're talking about an animal <laughs> what's wrong with you? 
Yeah. I, I also love that, um, you know, everyone's telling Megiddo to like shut the fuck up, but somehow like the most like vicious refutations he gets are just Chiaki very quietly going, can you please be quiet? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's just somehow like the meanest like so, of so, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's immediately chastised when that happens yeah uh, okay I'm sorry yeah exactly <laughs> Chiaki God God love God love our beautiful Chiaki um, she's great she really is great yeah so yeah it's um, I, I guess I just think that this chapter just the emotional heft of this chapter. I mean, this chapter is filled with stuff that is very clunky, um, like um, gravel um, swimsuit uh, murder weapon. Um, I hate all, it. I hate it. I hate bad. Where they're just like, <laughs> what do I have to? Okay, yeah, I get it. It was the swimsuit somehow. What do I have to shoot to make this work? And it's like, yeah. I have to agree with Abuki that she was killed by fish tank gravel. Yeah. Yeah, it's like awesome. Okay, thank you. Yeah, there's, there's that's like one of the most infamous. Uh, th- there's another one in chapter four, but like that, that there's like that's like one of the most infamous. Like, not uh, in uh, what's the word? I'm intuitive. Like, like yeah, not like, intuitive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm intuitive. Yeah, yeah, intuitive. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think like I also think like the initial part of the. There's something a little clunky about the initial part of the trial if I'm like finding things to critique because I think the game does a good like the, the game within the game does a good job of laying that all out to begin with. Um, yeah, and know, it's I, just and 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 they insist on calling everyone like girl E and girl D, and it's like not mm-hmm. you know like e, it's like what what am I remembering? Can we just we've established who they are? Can you just say like Mikan and like that's so much easier to like. For the shorthand, you know. Yeah, and also the in, in the in the credits, they all have their last names in there, so it's like, oh, I, I know some of these people. Like, I, right. I know who Puyuhiko is. I don't know who like. Oh, is that supposed to be me? Okay, I've only known her by her first name. Uh, yeah. That was a little rough. Um, I did appreciate uh, Hajime's um, uh, comment where he says, "Oh, I wonder if this is what a bad game is like." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really love. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the the game itself, like the the sort of subplot of the game is is pretty smart, and it, it gives you a sense of like what the stakes are and what the plot is of the game within the game pretty early, um, and and pretty pretty um, I don't know, pretty comprehensively. So in the trial, like I get why they have the section; you have to have it like spelled out on some level, but like that felt a little clunky up until you got to the point where we were actually trying to solve it. And then from then on, it was, it was probably my favorite trial. It was really fun. Like every time I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. The the trial sort of like understood and preempted that and being like, well, okay, maybe it does make sense. Like let's let's talk about that. Um it, it felt very organic. Yeah. And and I think that you know, you get that feeling, the Danganronpa feeling. Because I I liked Peko a lot too. And when like Pecco's starting to get cornered, I, I've like, you, I, I, whatever it's happening to one of your favorite Dagobrapa characters, where they start, you know, you start they uh, they start drawing their sprite with like a little panicked expression, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they start stuttering. You're like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
and then it's like clear that she's like got some other motive. I was like, oh fuck yeah, they're gonna execute Fuyuhiko instead. That would rule. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you, you know they're not gonna Fuyuhiko. execute him instead. They're just gonna execute everyone else. Yeah. And then you know to have that like pulled out, and then it's like well, Pekko's you know not a villain, which works works way way more. Way more. But then for the the end of the trial hinging on. Is Fuyuhiko going to admit that, um, you know, is he going to take credit for ordering the murder and kill everyone, but then Pekko's sacrifice wasn't for nothing? Or does he just throw the person he loves most under the bus to save everyone else? (laughs) You know? It's just a a really brutal decision, a really fucking brutal decision to have to make. I'm glad you don't have to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, like, it is it is interesting that, like, they they kind of, especially with how Pekko takes it, like, it is the sort of um, choice that I think on some level she really uh, likes, right? Like, she, she's happy he made the choice he did, where she's just like, okay, right. you know, you're really nice, like, you're a nice guy, and you're, you're kind, like, that's why you have a hard time, you know, leading the family. Um, and it's, you know, Yaku, like I was saying before we started, Yakuza uh, 8 will be or new Yakuza, Yakuza is not yet, but like a new Yakuza is coming out. Like, you know, we care about we care about our our big uh, mob uh, emotional boys. Um, it's like Fuyuhiko, he has a lot of emotion. Just trying to work through things. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that, like, you know, um, his, you know, kind of him having to. You know, he's animated by revenge. Um, you know, he canonically killed someone um, outside of the island, you know. Um, and then to have him... Or do we think or do we think uh, Pekko did it? I mean, I it's mean, certainly maybe. Clear, like, it could be Pekko. Yeah, it also could have just been Pekko, yeah. Um, but, you know, he one way or another, he did have someone probably murdered. <laughs> yeah, outside no, of that. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, you know, not hear you. He he never hurts. He never murders anyone. Yeah, um, <laughs> he I also, far more dangerous. But uh, it's also uh, very funny because they have uh, they, they have Fuyuhiko's the, the voice actor. I forget his name, um, but he's so good. Um, Fuyuhiko's voice actor. He voices another character in Danganronpa V three, who's like my favorite Danganronpa character, like hands down. Um, and. I think he's kind of in his bag um, in this one, like where like Monokuma's winding up saying all his stupid little catchphrases like chills, thrills, spills. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's give it everything we've got. And like he and Pekka were saying this tearful goodbye. And he's like, basically, I really liked that. Just screaming at her that like he never saw her as an object and that she was like the, the most important person in his life. And to the point where he's like trying to stop her from being getting executed and almost dies <laughs> because of it. Like, it's really, it's really cool. Like, it's it is like a, I don't know. Like on some level, you, you look at Becco's plan, you're like, oh my god, that's the best plan because she was a tool, so she can't do anything. The, the person who wields the tool is the, is the killer. And even Monokuma sort of says, like, oh, that's kind of interesting. All right, let's see, let's see what happens. He's like, oh my god, like it's a perfect plan. The boss gets to live, uh, even if even if like the tool dies. And then instantly, like within five minutes, it becomes like painfully clear 
no, this isn't actually a risk to the other students. <laughs> like, yeah. It's very clear, like, we can, we can unpack Becca doing this pretty easily, like, why she did it and, like, what, what her motive was. And it was not to be, like, a I, um, yeah, this one, I just think of this one a lot because, like, this one, I remember thinking, like, man, how is Kaz going to, like, get me again? You know, like, he has all these cool motivations and, like, murders. But, you know, look, 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 I've, I've seen six of these son bitches, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, at this point, like, he's got to start, he's got to be close to running out of ideas by now. And he just totally fucking blindsided me. Um Really, really made me feel something. And in all the trials, this one that's like, I think one of the sloppier trials from start to finish, just because I, the the game shit is like kind of weird. And like you talked about, it's kind of weird to hash out in the trial. And then like, there's like weird logic leaps with like the gravel and the, some of the other stuff that's going on. So like mechanically, it's like one of the sloppier trials to date, but, um, you know, pulls off this emotional, uh, you know, really works for and executes this pretty emotional fucking execution that's just uh, fucking devastating. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think like you know, like what I what I like about it too is is it is you know trite to have the 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 stoic jerk, not stoic, he's not stoic, but like the kind of like foul mouth, angry standoffish guy join in and try and save the girl in the last minute and that's how he dies very very, uh, tragic um but it still worked like it still was really like it was affecting when you saw he go in the crowd within peko's uh crowd of like swords people who were trying to kill peko Mm -hmm. uh you know in the crowd trying to like stop them um you start like rooting for it on some level like it is it's sort of like it is emotionally fulfilling it's pretty cool I and well and you know again we get this rhyming thing with game one where like you know in the first trial you have someone killing like the person you have the strongest connection to you know in Sayaka and Byakuya like both of those like you know Leon and Terra Terra didn't really want to be killers like Terra Terra kind of just wanted to protect everyone almost from yeah Nagito. Um, and you know, like, um, and then this one, you know, you have the similar, uh, where, where the killer is kind of resigned to their fate and then someone else is arguing on their, on their behalf and like very upset for them. And like, you know, you had Mondo and Taka in, um, you know, trial two of one. And then in this one, it's like Fuyuhiko is the one you're doing the arguing battle with instead of Taka, you know, and they're both very upset and want to like protect this person that they really care about. <laughs> I think also, like, I, I was thinking about Taka and, um, and Mondo, and, like, there's there's a way where you know, this version of the trial works a little bit better than Taka and Mondo uh, because it's not, like, it's not even meant to sort of, like, identify the power of friendship or, like, what it's like to have friends and have them taken away from you. It's, like, it really is sort of this this misunderstanding of what connection is at all, right? Like, Pecco, Pecco doesn't understand, like, because she's, like, trying to constantly pay off his debt, she, she keeps having to the, to the, um, uh, I can't remember, uh, family, uh, but, um, you know, like, the, she perceives herself as having this debt because they, they brought her in as an orphan, 
and like she she's like able to do this but it's it's like while doing this she misunderstands her entire life and every interaction she does it's not just the interaction with a friend it's like every single choice she makes she realizes in the last moment was the wrong choice and it, it's it's poignant because she's not screaming and crying she's like she's almost happy about it like almost happy to finally realize it yeah exactly and and i think that that is you know the thing is that she's like kind of happy with the choice he made but then he starts confessing you know how much he cares about her and then she starts crying which is brutal mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's like cuz i i think i think Guadakube even says something like no like you're 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 brave right now but they all start crying before the end of the thing and he's yeah. correct but not for the reasons he thinks he is you know yeah i thought about that too where yeah it's, it it isn't there's no there's no crying because of monokuma i think yeah. like that actually brings up a really interesting point about Danganronpa 2 is that like monokuma has very little not very little i'm sorry that's not true but like he seemingly has less power than in Danganronpa 1 despite like having far more impressive stuff and, like, you know, abilities and all, like, the actual sort of intimidation he has on the students seems far lower, to the point that, like, he tends to just get ignored sometimes. Yeah. And, and, well, and you know, they kind of have Monami in the the mix as well, who's, like, just, uh, you know, also very funny. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's just, it's such a, um, it, it's just, I, it, I, I don't want to like, I'm trying to save some stuff because, you know, I think it's going to work better down the line to get into different topics at different points. But I, I just think it is interesting. I, I feel like this is kind of where um, Danganronpa 2 sort of unlocks. Um, yeah, you know, there's, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I just think that this one also kind of hammers home the rhyming that's going on, um, you know, with the, the, the trials and, and sort of what Kaz is kind of setting up just in terms of like how much he's playing with expectations um, for fans, you know, and, yeah. and the knowledge. It's just it's so interesting to me to build a game that is almost explicitly referential to your own first game but not like the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never seen that before. And it's like very interesting the way he's like setting this up while also making it something totally different. It feels like, yeah, it feels like the closest we get to this is in film, right? Where you get like these these films that are essentially, I mean, you can even point to something like John Wick, right? Where like they have a formula and they're like, okay, like we're going to make another John Wick movie. What's going to be about? Well, it'll be about how John Wick is like, Right, like it, it's always going to have the same premise, and in fact, sometimes it will have such the same premise they often joke about it. Um, and and that kind of like that works in movies because everyone has the same sort of touch point. It's really interesting in video games because the idea that someone will play your first game and then your sequel is um, it's, it's a bit old fashioned at this point. And I think like despite that, Kaz really pulled it off. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, yeah, I think that's most of what I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm less looking forward to next week. Um, again, un- an unfortunate thing with Danganronpa is usually the third chapters are the weakest ones. <laughs> yeah. 
lines. <laughs> it's gonna be really good. It's it's yeah. the chapter where where Peko comes back to life, and you have to you find out that she is uh, Ultimate Justice, the serial killer. Yep. Um, this is uh, they bring back Leon one more time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leon too. All the Leon the Leon heads are back, folks. They love him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know what, it's, um, it's okay. Like, I think this has been, this is my favorite trial so far in the series, probably. And it's just like, it's, yeah. it really is neat. Like, I, it's hard to overestimate how much coming to the conclusion that like, hey, wait a minute, who was the third person to see the body? Monica was said that and we lost everything. I missed something going through it and then having Sony be like, excuse me, wait a second. Like how rewarding that is as a player. You're just like, we're all on the same page. This is this. Everything's going well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and and that's that's how I felt too. Is is at this point, this was one of my uh, favorite uh, trial chapters. I, I think this is better than any of the trials in Danganronpa One. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe four is like close, uh, but but like. And uh, we're still not done because we've got some. Uh, we're only going up because while I agree with you, this is the best one to date. Uh, probably uh, barely in my like top eight overall for the wow. series. Okay, so all right. Well, we've got, we've got a lot of good ones coming. Is what I'm what I'll say. I think I think it's nice that none of them are gonna depress me. Uh, <laughs> no, no awful. Oh man, I I. Every time I like wanna, because there's there's a V three one that is just so like one of the worst things that's ever been done to me by a piece of fiction ever, and I always want to use it, but it's like such a huge spoiler. Like the some of the some of the things that go in there, but uh, it's just we'll get there. Uh, don't worry. I'm there, there's some I'm really there's some really brutal shit to come in uh, Danganronpa two too. So what really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I um. I can't believe it. Uh, okay, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm amped. Like it, I really, I really did enjoy. Like it was, um, I don't know. It was a pleasure to have such a such a detailed case. I mean, it just it was so long. I kept going and going and going and going, and it, like it never felt boring though. Which yeah, that's kind of the that's the dang promise. Yeah. Well, so, Sam, where can I mean before either of us get more tired? Where can where can people find your stuff? Where can people find you? Uh, I mean, uh, you can tune into the Unoball uh, podcast. Uh, we will we're that's an NBA podcast mostly about the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. However, I'm a Boston Celtics fan who's also on that podcast. So we do talk we also about killed about Trill in the last episode. Yes, he's uh, he's dead. I'm I'm trying to wrangle. You know, some might say, uh, yeah, it's his podcast. He does all the work on it. I just kind of show up and uh, be an idiot on mic for an hour. Absolutely um, wrong. Uh, but <laughs> be more wrong. So, so some may say that, but also some others might say that I'm finally getting close to assassinating him. Me uh, gassing the entire Northeast with uh, air particles to try to poison him uh, didn't work out. But I, I will... I will get control of the podcast. The Patriots will have control of the podcast before we. Uh, your like your super villain swag on that one was really uh, admirable, and no. we were all rooting for you. I, Despite I, liking Trail, I we all yeah. just you know. I as as a, as a Harley Quinn, I, I fear I may have girl bossed a little too hard on that one. <laughs> I'm reasonable. Yeah, it, look, it happens. It happens to the best of us, honestly. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I was asked to get your over unders. Um, uh, let's see, over under uh, Nagito points and assists uh, set at. Oh, I'm sorry, points, assists, rebounds set at twenty one point five. Uh, so I'm I'm taking the uh, the higher on the uh, Nagito Hope point uh, five line. <laughs> I okay. think he will get to one hope. Wow. Uh, All right. I mean, that's it's. That'll really pay off for you if it uh, counts. I'll also, I'll also, and you can parlay that with the Hiyoko uh, fu- uh, saying fuck. Uh, uh, I have uh, the plus 3.5 uh, line. I'm going to go higher on that one as well. So, Excellent. Okay. No, good. Um, and you can win all this at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have a relationship with them. Um, I did think it was funny that I finally I finally signed up for it. They the if you want to support Sam's other podcast or Sam himself, uh, the the promo quote code on that is slop. But um, I did finally use that because I, I like I like Sam's other podcast, the Trust Podcast, uh, you know, Ball. and uh, and now uh, Underdog sends me push notifications like tonight. It said, "But can Jokic do it when it counts?" And it was in like the dumb SpongeBob font. <laughs> Let's go. That's good. Very, very good stuff. Like just like yeah, um, this 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 betting thing gets me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, all right. Um, and I, uh, oh, here a uh, new new segment that I just came up with. Uh, mm-hmm. What should people be playing that you are playing right now or have played for um, the last few? So, I, like everyone else, I'm still working my way through uh, uh, Zelda. Uh, what people should not be playing that I'm playing right now is uh, David Cage's seminal disaster piece uh detroit become human um i really uh, i i gotta say i'm really enjoying it in uh a a dual ironic because because i really do love like narrative driven like story like i I read 100 hour visual novels all the time this is extremely my shit um the kind of choose your own adventure font but and the quantic dream team does such a good job with like Sound design, animation, um, you know, the the struggling, the everything, and just his narratives and the way he writes characters is just so flat and boring that it really is like amazing. <laughs> like I like I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Um, I, I'm so impressed that you're working your way through it. I feel like most people know not to play that game, and and, and your your oh, insistence uh, on touching the third rail is oh um, oh yeah to, I, exactly. I, I, I know it's I know it's bad, but I, I just I had to see I had to see how he takes, uh, you know, traditionally one of the most fertile pieces of ground for like true like Hegelian um, dialectics and like, yeah, yeah. you know, really interesting. Like, like you know, the, the idea of A.I. and self and, and all of this is such fertile ground. Like you almost can't write a bad story about it. And, and yet, yet the virtuoso, <laughs> virtuoso himself. And yet David Cage, uh, the god. Away. Um, he got just like the most uncurious man. It's so funny to see him like tooting his own horn about just like uh, baby's first uh, 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 Blade Runner knockoff. You know, like um, doing David that. David Cage's whole deal is basically saying, but what if a child died? Yeah, what, but if, what, if, what if something bad happened? Yeah, exactly. But just like, what if, like, oh, wouldn't it be sad if, if, uh, if, if the the robots uh, were like us? It's yeah, ice for sure. It's like, 
pretty sad. Are they? Are the robots good? Oh yeah, no, they're they're, they're pretty good guys. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, the Chad Kojima is in like Death Stranding, writing this like really beautiful thing about like loneliness and just kind of the way we relate to each other. And like he's like giving interviews, and he's like, I, th- I think Norman Reedus is the greatest actor in the world. That's all I want to. Ta- I want to talk about that and how good the Lego Movie is. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a way to get people really really angry, but also really invested in the podcast is we did a, uh, a a very, very serious uh, and invested uh, argument that uh, David Cage was a better developer and writer than Hideo Kojima. So you could like sort of make the case that he like maybe is a better director. Yeah. Like, because the games, that's the thing that's so funny about the quantum dream games is they're like, a lot of the other stuff beside his writing is actually like pretty solid in my opinion, <laughs> like to good. Yeah. Um, and you know, Kojima does have a couple like directorial missteps, not on Death Stranding, which I think is amazing. But um, but like, it, it, I, Kojima is just so effortless with how he like reads the zeitgeist that like he like doesn't even I think totally realize what he's doing. I, honestly, I think Kaz is the same way. Like, I'm so impressed yeah. with everything Kaz does. Because I'm not sure how much of it's like on purpose, like, like, like it's almost just like second nature to you know what I'm saying. Like I, there's so much stuff that he does that I'm like, is this a choice? Because if it is, it's brilliant. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I think, just, yeah, I think like honestly, I mean that's one thing we didn't mention in this, but like the in this episode, the choices he makes in this chapter where he's just like he's, he's choosing to call back and like make fun of himself for including another thing. And then not include that thing. Like it's it's such a it's such a layered and good uh, well, series of choices. But, and, and it almost makes me think like, am I giving him like too much credit? Like, because I always think about that with Kaz because I think he's like one of the like most genius video game writers for just like this fucking Jenga tower. He just keeps fucking building, and I'm like, am I like insane? Like, is this like a um, someone just like? you know, an insane person, like, looking into the scribbles of a toddler and, like, and, like, seeing Beethoven. Like, like, is this just a guy just, like, writing a pervert game and, and like, it just, it speaks to me specifically because I'm the exact same, like, brand of insane, but I really do think he's, like, a, a, a genius, like, ironically. <laughs> like, so. No, I mean, honestly, like, he, he is at least, at the very least, he's a, he's a, extraordinarily adept uh, narrative artist. So yeah. I mean, I'm willing to say that I, I probably I'll, I'll be on the genius train by the end of this. It no. is, it is a, it's like 100% something that gets in your blood. It's like, I, I feel yeah. good playing these. It's really yeah. good. Oh, we're, we're guys, we're, we're going to get, we are, I'm going to make Trevor push through to V3 and then um, see if he wants to uh, drive to Kaz's house and murder him. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. I heard that. I heard that's the plot of, uh, of uh, Umineko. You're driving to Kaz's house and you murder him. Yes, that's it. That's also, yes, that's also the plot of Umineko. Um, yeah. Everyone uh, read Umineko. If you've got 100 hours kicking around and uh, love visual novels, uh, that's, that's the other thing I'll plug. People love having a hundred hours. Yeah, just do what they want. It's true. Everyone's um, all right, follow, go follow Sam at NBA. Yeah, NBA Baby Secret. Uh, one of one of the better follows you can do, and uh, we will see each other again in like uh, a week or so. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. 
If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to. 